Hello everyone, Al here from Point of Insanity Game Studio, and I'd like to welcome you to the first of my developer's blogs about the scary spaghetti role-playing game that I am currently in the process of writing. Now, the purpose of these blogs is to give you some insight into my thought processes while developing this game and give you a small taste of what it's like to be a self-published role-playing game designer. So first, I'd like to let you know about a playable demo I have of the game. If you go to drivethroughrpg.com and look up either Scary Spaghetti or Point of Insanity Game Studio, you should be able to find it. So the game that I have set up here, it's an adventure called The Tunnel. And I have ran this as a demo at uh, some conventions. So the pack itself will come with the basic rules. It comes with six pregens and the adventure, the tunnel. Now, I did look at it. There's one rating for it. Someone gave it a two-star rating. So yeah, that kind of made me a little grumpy. But And I guess what surprised me about it is... So far, a lot of the reactions I've gotten from people who've played the games at conventions have been actually positive. So uh, there are some people that are really excited about seeing this game. Now, of course, no one likes it when someone gives a you know three-star or less rating to one of your products. I guess the thing that really bothered me more about it was the fact that they didn't even write a review. So... I mean, it's easy for you to go and give a one or two star rating to a product, but it's always nice. And and if that's how you feel about the product, that's fine. That's your right to have that opinion. It's just, it's usually appreciated if you could take the time to just write a short review and say, Hey, I played this game. This is what I liked about it. This is what I didn't like about it. This is why I'm giving it a, a two star rating. And honestly, I'm really curious if the person who did give that rating, if they actually did play it with their group, or if they just maybe read it and either you know didn't like it or maybe just didn't understand something, and that's why they gave it the two-star rating. But like I said, it did surprise me a little bit because, yeah, the so far the people who have actually played it have liked it. And not everyone who's played it so far has been a personal friend of mine. As I said, I did run it at some conventions, and uh, most of the people who were playing it were complete strangers who just happened to, hey, here's a demo. I think I'll give it a try. But not going to let that get me down. Going to still move ahead with the development of the product. Now, the I have started working on contracting some artists. I do have a couple of friends of mine who are artists, and uh, not only that, I did have a, another artist approach me, so I'm going to get some original artwork done. Uh, so not just going to be working from the uh, from the selection of royalty-free stock art that I've uh, purchased from DriveThruRPG over the years. And I'm, I'm glad that I do have some friends that are willing to help out with artwork on this because it is very specialized. Because remember, the game focuses on middle and high school students. So there's not a lot of artwork I've seen out there depicting middle school, high school age students engaged in 
paranormal or occult type activities. Now, of course, if I was doing just another fantasy game with swords and wizards and knights and dragons, there's tons of artwork available. So now as far as the progress on the game itself, I do have most of the crunch done. So, and I did start working on the fluff. So that's, what's going to take a bit more work. So most of the rules are done. I've made some changes from the demo versions that I've, I've written, but uh, the only rules I have left are going to be for rituals. And that's because rituals are common in the world of creepypastas and urban legends. Like when a good example of a ritual that you've probably heard about, or at least heard some version of Bloody Mary. So I consider that a, one of these creepy type rituals, usually it involves standing in a, you know, looking at a mirror in a darkened or dimly lit room and you chant Bloody Mary's name. And then depending on the version of the story, sometimes she just appears and frightens you. Uh, sometimes she'll give you a glimpse of the future or she might actually physically attack you. So I've got, I have some ideas for some original rituals. Now, as I've said before, this game is inspired by creepypasta and urban legends. You're not going to find a lot of uh, rituals that are already out there in this book. And the uh, reason for that is because some of this stuff is under copyright and I really don't want to risk getting in a copyright infringement suit. So uh, that's why the stuff I'm going to be making is primarily original, which is a shame because the artist that I contracted to do the cover, uh, my friend Casey, and she's actually helped me with uh, some podcasts in the past. She actually had a really good idea for the cover, something that would blend this idea of new urban legends and, and classic ones. So the idea was she there's an old urban legend about you know, a teenage couple that goes to the lover's lane and they're starting to make out and kiss and cuddle in the car. They hear a scraping noise and they drive away. And when they drive away and they finally stop the car, they see that there's a hook hanging from the side of the car because their urban legend is at this particular stretch of road was haunted by a maniac who had a, a, a hook for a hand and he would use that to murder people. So her idea is she was going to have a, a girl taking a cell phone picture of the this hook hanging from her car, and in the light behind her, the idea is there would be some newer creepypasta-type figures. Like she had an idea for uh, Jeff the Killer, Smile Dog, and she also, and also yes, uh, another idea was a character from Candle Cove. And those are three modern creepy pastas. Now, unfortunately, uh, the I liked the idea. I don't think Smile Dog is really under copyright because, as far as I could tell, we're not really sure. It's not really clear who originally came up with Smile Dog. Uh, unfortunately, Jeff the Killer is under copyright. I did do a search about it and was able to find the name of the person who created Jeff the Killer and sent that person an email and was informed that, yeah, he was under copyright. 
Unfortunately, I can't use Slenderman either because I know he's also under copyright. So the cover is going to be a little bit, it's going to be similar to her original idea, only it's going to feature an original character in the background uh, named Tentacle Head. And he does appear in the demo adventure, The Tunnel. And he is a tulpa. Now, a tulpa is also called a thought form. It's this spiritual entity that uh, is, well, in Tibetan Buddhism, a tulpa is a an entity that can appear if people believe in it. Now, the tulpas are going to be the main uh, the main uh, antagonists in Scary Spaghetti. However, I am taking a lot of liberties. Uh, they're not going to be like the tulpas in Tibetan Buddhism. Rather, tulpas are spiritual entities that can only manifest on the physical plane if people believe in them, which is why they love the internet, because it allows them to spread the belief in themselves. And not only that, uh, they also empower people known as proxies. So a proxy is someone who receives supernatural powers in exchange for, or rather for agreeing to further the tulpa's ends. And not all tulpas are going to be bad, though. There are actually going to be several that are uh, good. Now, for some of the tulpas, for that, I've contracted a friend of mine named Tom, and he... He's an artist and he has an online comic that he uh, publishes. So he is going to be doing some of the tulpas for the the book. And he's already completed uh, two of them and he's almost done with a third. Now, the last announcement I have for this particular developer's blog is I am going to be doing a Kickstarter for this product because, I mean, I have spent a few hundred dollars so far on contracting art and artwork and I'm I'm not a wealthy person so it's not like I can just toss out hundreds of dollars of art for artwork and you know not not have my wife kill me for it uh also I'm one of those people I don't believe in paying artists with exposure because you hear that every now and then people are like Hey, would you mind doing some artwork for me? And the artist will be like, uh, sure. How much are you going to pay me? And the person who wants the art's like, oh, I was, I was going to pay you with exposure. And, you know, there's a good comic that addresses that issue. Uh, there's an artist that gets paid with little pieces of paper that say exposure. And he goes to a hot dog stand and tries to buy a hot dog, but he finds out he can't use exposure to buy a hot dog. So yeah, I'm not one of these people who's going to take advantage of a uh, someone doing artwork for me. I'm always going to try to make sure I'm paying something that is going to be make make it worth their time and talent, but still within what I can afford to spend. So, like I said, I am going to be running a Kickstarter. Uh hopefully going to have that up sometime by probably the end of July, early August. Uh, to try to help cover some of these costs. So I'll certainly keep you guys informed of that. It is going to be my first attempt at a Kickstarter. I've heard other role-playing game publishers have actually had a good deal of success with them. 
Now, I'm not going to have a lot of stretch goals, and unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to do what some of the other companies do, like, you know, get you personalized, you know, paperweights or something, or, uh, you know, just because I said I don't have the budget for it. And more importantly, another reason I'm starting small with this Kickstarter is because I don't want to make promises I'm not going to be able to keep. And I know that uh, one other company, I believe it was Chaosium, uh, they had a problem with their Kickstarter because uh, they, as one of the rewards for pledging a certain amount, you got a physical copy of the product shipped to you. Unfortunately, they did not calculate enough for international shipping, which ended up costing them more in the long run. So, like I said, we'll see what happens with this. I'll certainly keep you guys informed, but in the meantime, because as I recall with Kickstarters, you do have to create a promotional video, and I do have a theme song that I created for Scary Spaghetti. Well, actually, I didn't create it from scratch. I I have a program, Magic's Music Maker, and I have sound loops that I, I purchase, and I did get the commercial license, which is their they're not like super, super expensive, but still it would be nice to recoup some of those costs. So the I do have the official Scary Spaghetti theme song, if you will. And to end this developer's blog, here's a look at the scary, or rather not a look, here's a listen to the Scary Spaghetti theme song. So hope you all enjoy it and stay tuned for more uh, information on the scary spaghetti development process.